Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who recently joined the Poshmark app and are getting started on our reselling journey. We will be sharing our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating our progress as we turn our hobby into profits. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. Today, we will be talking about poshing while you're out of town. Yes. When you're on vacation, what do you do? Do you turn your closet off? (laughs) Do you work on your posh while you're there? And this episode's coming at a very very timely time because, (laughs) as you know, if you were recently listening to the last few episodes... Maddie just was in Arizona visiting me, so she has some tips. I have an upcoming trip next month, so we want to kind of go all into what that looks like for us. Yeah. Passion from the road. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we thought it was perfect timing, too, just since it is officially summer now, and I'm sure a lot of people have trips planned. And it kind of is a question on everyone's mind, like, what do you do with the posh part when you're out of town? So definitely. So before we get into the episode, how's it going this week? I haven't seen you in person in about two days. (laughs) I know it's not the same without you here. (laughs) But I've been trying to stay busy on my posh. I do have a few updates even in the last couple of days since you left. Um, but yeah, so um, right now I've been really focused in on working on cross-listing my whole closet over to be on multiple platforms. That's like something I know you've talked about how you're, you're pretty good about at least putting your higher price items over onto Mercari. And now that I'm full-time... And I have a pretty large inventory. Mm-hmm. That's been like a big goal of mine um, to try to like diversify that a little bit. So I'm not like all of my eggs in one basket over on Poshmark. <laughs> um, and I think it's given me the extra push just since uh, we'll talk about this at the end of the episode, but I might've missed my May goal by a little bit. <laughs> so I'm like, I got to try something new to push myself over the edge. So I've been cross-listing up a storm just really since yesterday and today. Um, I'm now officially not only on Poshmark, I'm on Mercari, I'm on eBay, and I'm on Depop. So, Whoa. yes, I have. I already had some listings on Mercari because back in the day last summer, I did cross list some things over. Yeah. Um, so that one has a little more, but I added like 85 new listings to all three of those in the last 24 hours. So it's been kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That's amazing. I know. And I feel like Mercari's pretty you I mean um we had a little experience with that from before and I know you you make sales on there pretty consistently. Um but yeah. I I've only made like two sales on Mercari ever, but I also barely had anything really listed on there and I like barely ever checked the app. I I know that you can like promote your listings, but that app at least seems pretty user friendly yeah. and so does Depop. Um, Depop doesn't seem to have like many functions at all as far as like I don't even know <laughs> yeah. how to send offers to people really. So it seems hopefully... like you just kind of wait. At least yeah. I've only sold one thing on Depop. Well, that's <laughs> a while ago. Hundred percent more than I've sold. So um yeah, but those at least seem pretty user friendly. The one that like I know like 
seems like the most daunting as a reseller is eBay, but it also seems mm-hmm. like the one, the people that are on eBay and Poshmark, that's the one that everyone always is like saying they have the like second best success with. So I wanted to try it, but it's really confusing. I've been like watching YouTube videos all morning on it because um, basically like there's two things that make it really confusing. Number one is like, there is a way to put listings on there for free but like there's also options where it's like you can add a subtitle and that costs one extra dollar per listing or like there's like different features like that where you pay to have your listings up on eBay or pay to have them promoted. And I'm not really interested in doing any of that at this point because I'm trying to make money here, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but and then the other big thing with eBay is that it's just known for when you're new on eBay, there's like you just have a target on your back as far as scammers coming after you they can like tell the new users on ebay and i've already had a little bit of a run-in with that just in the (laughs) last like 24 hours i've been on there i listed a bunch of things last night and i i knew about this from other resellers on instagram and from the youtube videos i was watching so i'm like i know like i've heard it said like if people basically you never want to send anything out on ebay unless like you've actually received the payment in ebay there's like some options where people if people put an offer in on something they haven't technically paid yet but it still gives you the option where you could ship out the item so that's like ebay 101 if you're new on ebay do not ship anything until you've actually received the payment would be like the best advice gotcha. um Maybe that would change down the line as you got like more experience with it. But especially when you're a new account, the scammers can see that you're new and they're all trying to like scam you, which is scary. So I I knew that was a possibility, but oh my gosh, like this morning I woke up and I had like 15 offers in on my items and they were like all my highest price items. Um, So I'm really glad I knew that because otherwise I definitely would have been like so excited and ex- like accepting all the yeah. offers and probably starting to ship things out and not realizing that people hadn't actually paid for them yet. Um, and sure enough, like if you click on the users that sent these offers, there's like two kind of red flags. Number one, if you click on the user, usually they have like no feedback too. And they're like new. I'm guessing mm. that after they scam you, they can, they just kind of like jump off the grid and create a new account or something. Yeah. And then the other red flag to look for is, So on my eBay listings, I have them set up. So there's like a price that people can just buy it now. And then they can also send me offers on it like Poshmark. Um, But a a telltale sign of a scammer is that they'll send you a full price offer for your listings, but not like, but that doesn't make sense because it's like, why wouldn't they just buy it now if they were going to do the full price, you know? And I, I had like 15 of those. Yeah, I'm honestly still a newbie, still don't oh, understand. Oh, maybe because if you press buy it now, you have to like put in your payment. Yeah, <laughs> but then, well, then I've been freaking out too because I had, you, if you've been listening to the last few episodes, I have my Christian Louboutin pink fringe purse oh, that I've had listed. Yes. And someone bought it now on eBay for the full asking price of $475, but it's pending payment right now. So I'm assuming it's a scam. Yeah. Um, yeah, so as far as right now, I haven't actually made any sales on eBay that I'm feeling like confident are real oh, sales. Well, yeah. I guess I'm guessing. I mean, there's a slim chance maybe that person would come through with the payment, but it just I clicked on their account and it's just seeming a little iffy to me. So yeah, from what I've learned online, it seems like once you actually do start making some sales on eBay that are legit, or if you buy stuff on eBay that then you start getting rated as like a seller or a buyer, kind of like on Mercari. Then once you start having like a star rating, 
associated with your username, then the scammers don't really target you anymore. So I guess it gets better with time. But right now I'm just like so suspicious of everyone (laughs) viewing my items. Everyone's a scammer. Yeah. (laughs) But either way, I know people do have success on eBay, so I'm not scared off, but it is important to like do the research first. Cause if I didn't know this and I would have got on this morning, like I said, I would have been like shipping out my 12 best best items. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like I made thousand dollars like before I woke up and shipped all my best inventory out and probably just been like out of luck with it. So yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. You need to get on eBay though. Cause I was thinking about you and I remember a few episodes ago, you did a little sourcing on eBay. So I'm True. guessing that whoever you bought those items from probably rated you as like a buyer. And so you probably do have a star rating Maddie. And then I think Ooh. that will be in your benefit. You might not have to deal with this that I'm going through. <laughs> I was thinking of just buying something just to like get something going. <laughs> eat the cost. Check out those penny free people items. True. <laughs> well, I'll be careful. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, it's going well. I made a Mercari sale, which is my third sale ever. Yes. I shipped it out today. And I'm considering I, I I'm considering buying a um, scale. Yeah, scale for like a post scale or whatever they're called just to actually be able to weigh my items. Cause that's kind of the, my, another deterrent for me with these other platforms <laughs> is I really love the Poshmark, just flat rate. Don't really have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, but I kind of want to make a few more sales before I commit to that sale, even though it's only like $20. So I should probably just do it. That's what I was <laughs> going to say. You can get one of those food scales for like literally $20 at target they're probably yeah. cheaper on amazon i looked on amazon and even the ones that are like for like postage like they're like 19.99 too so mm. i should just do it i made the 33 dollars sale this morning so <laughs> that could just be an investment yes <laughs> it'll like um inspire you to stay on mercari you know yeah it, it, it is kind of like you want to have the right tools because i don't want anything to get sent back or have anything embarrassing happen True. there <laughs> Not what I need. What's new with you this week? So I got a text on Saturday when I was leaving Arizona from the like DFW area Plato's Closets. And it was saying that all of their clearance is 50% off, which you just, Mm. you just know that means they're going to do that thing where they like, it's going to keep getting better and better. Yeah. So I was like, yay. Like I, Already got so many good um, listings this week in Arizona. So I was like, let's just like keep it rolling and like keep sourcing. So on Sunday, I went to uh, my husband had a tennis match in Plano, which is like a little bit north of Dallas, like 20 minutes. And there's a different Plato's closet up there that I haven't been to. So I was like, oh, then we only have one car. So (laughs) like yeah drop you off (laughs) everything has to be a group activity and then (laughs) I can go to the Plato's closet and do some other things or whatever and I was so excited and like the Plato's closet was good um but they didn't have any clearance (laughs) at all they lied (laughs) yeah so I was like playing it cool just like looking around like okay usually like you can kind of like see that all the clearance like lined up sometimes they have it like marked with a sign or something finally I like asked this lady that I think was the manager and I was like oh is the clearance just kind of like mixed in and she's like oh we don't have any 
the DFW area is doing that, but we are still deciding what we're going to do. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was a little disappointing, but um, I ended up getting only two things there. And what did yeah, you get? I got, oh, I don't want to tell you, I don't want to jinx it. I risked it big time. <laughs> oh, she's paying up. <laughs> I paid up for a new with tags Patagonia. So I'm really hoping that sells for a lot. And then I just got a free people shirt. Nice. Nothing too crazy with that, but but yeah, I'm excited for the upcoming weeks. I still haven't gone to like my normal Plato's closet to see if they're doing the 50% off. I think they did like right away last time. But I'm excited to kind of go there and then Really, when it was at that, like, 70% off and the 90% off was, like, the sweet spot of, like, there's still being some good inventory for like a really a good super price. super low price, yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that coming up. So that brings us to our next segment, one of our new segments, which is our Posh News Update. Each week, we will give you guys an update on what's going on in the Poshmark app and anything like that or in the reseller community so this week's posh news update is poshmark is doing more grants you guys they're doing the heart and hustle community fund grants again i think we spoke about this last quarter um, but applications will be open on july 1st So coming up here in a few weeks and this time again, they have two different kind of tiers for the grants they'll be giving out to resellers. Um, They have, they have kind of like a higher tier grant for $5,000 will go to 12 resellers. And then there's a $500 grant that'll go to 130 resellers. Um, Mm. So this is really cool. I think we, we're a little late to the game last time on this. Where we yeah, like, I remember we, we were reporting it. on it and it was like already due. It was like due that day and we're like, well. And it involves like a video presentation. So. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you have to put some thought into it. But we're really excited about this. Yeah, like we said last time, it's cool that Poshmark is investing in resellers and helping them with their businesses. It's great to see I know. I think Maddie and I are a little interested in applying. So we're going to be definitely looking into that. Um, And with the July 1st application date, that's when it's opening up. Uh, I think we have, you have pretty much like the whole month of June here to keep, to try to get towards that, that higher end of the, the tier for the, for the higher grant. Yeah. So for the higher grant, you have to have sold 125 listings between April 1st and June 30th. So that's kind of a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that'll weed out a lot of people, um, which kind of makes sense why there's they're only giving 12 for those, but each of those will receive $5,000 um, in a grant. And then, and then for the lower tier, you need to sell 10 items between April 1st and June 30th, and that'll go to 130 resellers. Yeah, so that seems like, I mean, that's a good number of grants they're giving out. And like $500 could still go a long way. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and if you're close to that 125 number, you still got the rest of the month to cross the finish line there for that $5,000 chance, which is really exciting. Yeah. So, yeah, something we're looking into for sure. Maybe don't apply so you won't be competition for us. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Awesome. So that brings us to our next question and answer. We look to you guys for a question and we answer it live on the podcast here. So this week, since we're talking all about poshing while you're out of town, um, we wanted to pick this question that we received that was all about how um, we handle or how you handle like going to a, th- to a thrift store to source like with other resellers. Just a kind of a question about when we all go sourcing together. So like last week when Maddie and our sister Macy were in town, we all do Poshmark and we all love thrifting together. Um, but we got a question from one of the listeners about when we're all sourcing together, how do we go into the same store and split it up so we're not all looking at the same racks and fighting fighting over the good finds? Or like, <laughs> are we fighting over the good finds? Or like, <laughs> do we flip a coin for who gets to go to the jeans first? Yeah. Is there like a foot race? Um, do we like decide like, okay, Maddie got to start at this section last time. So now you have to start at like a different section this time or like how we work that out. And I thought that was hilarious mainly because I feel like, you know, more than anything, it's really fun to go thrifting with your friends, especially, especially for us, like thrifting with our sisters is really fun for us. And overall, I don't think any of us are like competitive about the inventory. We're happy to find things and we kind of like try to split it up fairly so everyone is happy with what they leave with but that being said I feel like there were some like unspoken rules that we kind of are <laughs> following when we really talked about it to each other so I thought it'd be kind of funny to, to outline how do we handle it when there's three of us thrifting and we're all trying to source like, and we is all it competitive? Kind of have the same style generally yeah, we're looking for the same things. Too. It's not like one yeah. of us is like a total vintage seller and the other one of us is like, you know, uh, all different styles. We all yeah. are like in general looking for the same things. Yeah. So with that said, I think all of us, like our main seller is jeans. So like just instinctually, I think all of us, when we go to a thrift store, we look at the jeans first. So like, we still do that when we're all together, but we just like start on different racks, which is really funny to just like look down the lane and we're all going as fast as we can, I guess to back up, we only get one cart when we're doing this. I think you and Macy tried it once where you both had a cart and it was just getting to be like a lot of carts going on. That's like the perk of having other people with you, in my opinion, is like then only one of you has to push the cart around. So if anything, we take turns with pushing the cart. (laughs) Or do you feel like you get stuck with it a lot? (laughs) No, I'm just saying one of the stores we went to, it was like, think on like a Monday. So it was kind of dead. But me and Macy looked over and our cart was just like in the middle of the store. And we're like, wait, is that ours? (laughs) We don't even push it around. We just kind of station it. (laughs) So hang on to your cart still but yeah um, don't recommend that <laughs> but yeah it kind of just makes it easier and it I don't I think it kind of helps that it's like we're doing this together you know what I mean it's not like this is your item this is my item it's like we're all throwing them in as we go so we all kind of start in the jeans depending on the size of the store I know Taylor sells I think like our dresses our than... best sections I mean I think the two sections that sell 
like if you're thrifting yeah. that you can buy for a low cost and resell for like the highest profit, especially during the summer months, it's going to be jeans and it's going to be dresses. So yeah, we've never like decided like, okay, this time, to, like this, you guys are going to go to jeans and I'm going to go to dresses. But I feel like the jean section is usually like two rows of jeans. So it's like two of us end up going to the jeans. One starts in the smaller sizes, one starts like halfway through. And then yeah. one of us ends up just starting in the dresses. Um, and like pulling any any like brands that we know we're all interested in um and just kind of being on the lookout that way the one like nice thing about when we all go is that we cover a lot more ground than like any of us are able to cover alone so i feel like yeah. you think it might be like more competitive like you're having to split up like like if you normally go to a thrift store and find like 20 things and then you're having to divide it by 3 of us but like you're you have to consider that we're also like able to cover so much more ground and look a lot more thoroughly through every section. So I feel like we're finding like three times more than we normally do. Yeah. And like a couple of the days we went to two stores in one day. And I feel like by the end of it, I was like the same amount of tired as I was if I'm alone going to one store. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because you don't have to like do as much of the work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But like, you can, like, still see the whole store and you feel like you didn't, like, miss any items. Yeah, totally agree. Like, I feel like we spend less time in each store, too, than usual. Yeah. Like, you're able to cover a lot of ground. Yeah. As far as – okay, so then that's kind of our strategy. We kind of split up. We go through all the sections we want to go to. We communicate with each other, like, okay, has anyone looked at the purses yet? Has anyone looked at the shoes? Has anyone looked at the shirts? I feel like we yeah. look at shirts last. And then – um, once we have our full, full heaping cart of anything we might have been interested in, that's when we do our usual routine that we would do whether we were together or apart and we start checking comps. So yeah, that's another thing that's easier with three of us. <laughs> True. <laughs> and like, while we're doing that, we'll like, oh, Taylor found this item that she's really excited about like we'll obviously let you have that we're not gonna like try to steal it from you and kind of like the items we're most excited about we can keep for ourselves and then kind of at the end maybe there's a few items that like I technically found this but if anyone wants it you can have it kind of thing yeah we all kind of take dibs kind of on our favorite up. yeah favorites like kind of a finder's keepers policy up front yeah. but then after we've all picked the things we're super excited about then the divvying begins yeah but also we, I don't think we would ever do it if this were to happen if like you found 30 things and we found nothing you would just take the 30 things you know <laughs> I feel like but when we're when we're finding things though like it kind of blurs like you know when especially like yeah. just thinking the last week when you and Macy were here it's like I mean, I wasn't keeping track of who was finding what really. And, yeah. you know, we're going we're going to four different thrift stores over the course of a couple of days. Like, it's all kind of a blur as far as True. No what we're like finding. No, we're not like, we're not like tallying it up. And honestly, I think the benefit of having other people with you at the thrift store, like the biggest pro side of it is that you have other people there to help check the comps and you get like a second opinion in the moment. So I feel like it just is helpful because it's like we're all kind of signing off on everything and we're not really buying anything that any of us think is a dud yeah and sometimes there's items that you find where you're like I know this can sell for like a good price like 
I'm thinking of like Levi's jeans for whatever reason like I can't sell a pair of Levi's jeans (laughs) (laughs) but like you can so it's like I find one I'll still grab it and like oh you take it you know what I mean where like if I was by myself I would just leave it and no one would get it you know true true yeah so like shop for other people's styles and then trade with each other at the end so yeah definitely overall it goes really smoothly um I can think of one time we did a little bit funny of a method, uh, not on this trip, but last time Maddie came to visit and Macy was also here, um, we went to Last Chance, which is basically like where all the Nordstrom returned items or damaged items go to die. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like a thrift store experience there, but it's all like Nordstrom and a lot of it's like new with tags. And we did the same thing where we had been through all the sections and we had our cart full of stuff and we were down to like our last three items. We were kind of like, we were kind of divvying it up. And especially there, there was like a lot of like items. We were keeping things pretty even, but there was three items left and there's three of us. And we had a very unique method for dealing with that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we didn't want to step on anybody's toes. You know what I mean? And be like, I want all three or something. So what we did is put the cart, put the three items like on the cart hanging up and then we all all closed our eyes and counted to three and with our eyes closed pointed at the one that we wanted and so then we could open our eyes and see like honestly like which one do we want like everyone was being too polite yeah Yeah. (laughs) like you take it no you and we opened our eyes and we all were pointing at a different one and I think I remember it was like kind of surprising which like I was like oh I have assumed Macy would take this one and she picked a different one and like I assumed you know what I mean like yeah it was like different than I thought and it was kind of funny but yeah I mean it will be different with any dynamic or the dynamic yeah. will be different with any group of people you go with but I think overall especially when us three have been thrifting together we would all give up an item if someone really wanted it no one's really trying to like yeah stake their territory too much in a certain item which we're lucky that that's not the case yeah um I know like last, it just kind of depends on the situation too. Cause it's like, you know, you guys were the ones in from out of town. So it's like, of course I want you guys to like, you're checking out new thrift stores. These are, th- these are thrift stores that I go to all the time. So it's like, if you guys True. find something you really like, I'm sure I would just like let you have it. And I'm sure when I come to visit you in Dallas, you'll probably do the same thing to me. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just kind of like, there's a lot of dynamics at play, but the overall host. we're just having fun. <laughs> the host dynamic. Yeah. Overall, <laughs> we're just like having fun thrifting together and we all leave with a lot of good items so yeah yeah we've made it a tradition too where like if you're gonna go to two stores in between we like go to mcdonald's and get the like really large size drinks to just fuel up make it kind of fun so highly recommend that highly recommend (laughs) mcdonald's has the best on tap soft drinks possible icy cold extra fizzy just what you need halfway through a thrifting day yeah there was a few more follow-up questions she had. I mean, I think we touched on all of them. I'm just reading through the question, but it was like, where have there ever been any fights? Have you had to declare no fights before going in? Like, do you rotate mm. around? I mean, I would say we haven't had any fights. And if, if there is an item where more than one people are, like more than one person is interested in it, like it goes to whoever found it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And, and sometimes the, it's and like you forget one- who even found it. Like, true, I remember true. there was, like, a dress or something, and you guys were like, oh, that's Maddie's, and it's like, oh, really? Like, I didn't know. <laughs> I already <Yeah>. forgot. <laughs> and if anything, we're, like, 
I feel like when we're checking, when we're um, deciding who gets stuff, like we're defaulting that whoever picked it is going to get it. And like the other two people are like excited for them for finding it. And yeah. actually like the only like negative thing that happens, it's not even negative. It's honestly just funny is when we're pulling things out of the cart and someone's like, Oh, I grabbed that. And it's like a dime. Oh, humiliating. <laughs> And it happens to all of us, so it's, like, not embarrassing, but it's just, like, you know, when you're in the moment, you're just, like, oh, this might be a winner, so you throw it in, and then when you just, you just know in the moment when someone's picking it up to check the comps, and you're, like, just don't even check it, just put it back, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, that's I feel like that's yeah. the only funny moment. <laughs> yeah. It's good to just still research and do your normal routine. I think, you know, you're yeah. there to have fun and shop, so just keep it light. <laughs> Yeah, sure. I do have to say, though, um, we were after we got home from the thrift store, we were in my posh room and taking the pictures. Maddie and Macy were already listing their stuff before they were even home. <laughs> and one of Macy found this free people like embroidered romper and she put it in the dryer to like get the wrinkles out. And I <gasps> noticed after you guys left that it's still in the dryer. So like <laughs> finders keepers, I don't really know. <laughs> Maybe I'll just have her listen to this episode, but had to come, might have to come to some type of agreement there. That's hilarious. <laughs> just kidding. I'll just ship it out for her. <laughs> so now we are to the main event. We are going to give a recap of our trip to Phoenix and what we were able to accomplish while we were there. Taylor from the host perspective, me from the guest perspective. And some of our tips on poshing while you're out of town. Yes. So starting off, we just wanted to recap the trip. So a main portion of what we did was a ton of sourcing. So we just wanted to hit on some of the stops we were able to make while Maddie was here. I think the final tally is we went to, was it three Goodwills? Three Goodwills. Play-Dohs. One Play-Dohs. And the bins. <laughs> yeah, so we stayed busy. Five different sourcing trips. Yeah. Um, so I guess, like, what stands out? The bins, this was the second time that all three of us have gone together. What was your, t- like, I, I feel like, so I've been to the bins a couple other times in between when we, we all went last time. But yeah. for you, what was the difference between the first time and this time? I feel like it was night and day difference, to be honest. Like, the first time, we didn't know what to expect. There were so many rules, and we didn't know any of the rules. And it was just, like, a lot going on, and it was draining really quickly. Where this time, we kind of knew what was going on. We timed it, like, perfectly where they were just bringing out new bins when we walked in. Like That was just lucky. (laughs) Yeah. So that was really lucky. And, yeah, it was just, like – we kind of had more of a game plan this time. It was busier, but I feel like we found a lot of stuff, maybe even better stuff than we found the first time. We were being a little bit more selective. So I really liked it. I'm, I definitely want to incorporate the bins more. I just think the price point, like you can't beat it where I feel like at a normal Goodwill or something, I'll spend like $70 easy just like I know and with stuff. a full full cart at the bins it's like under $40 you cannot yeah. fill up a cart for under for more yeah. than that yeah I, really I totally agree it. I totally agree where it's like the first time you go it's like you're on a different planet like it is just like not like regular thrifting it's very overwhelming 
But the second or third time and then going with you guys again this time, it's just like you really get in the groove. It's just you feel like that much more comfortable every time you go. And yeah, it seemed like they had lifted some of the restrictions with COVID. I know it previously it was like one person per bin, but it seemed like mm-hmm. that was a little more relaxed this time where it was like you could at least have two people on a bin. They had the lanyard still. Don't know what's going on with that still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But overall, we got some good stuff. I think we spent $36. Yes. And I Steel think we video. got about 36 things. Unreal. Unreal. So that was exciting. I think that was the first place we went this week, which was a fun one to kind of knock out at the beginning of the trip, you know. Feeling fresh. Just yeah. jump right into the jump right into the mix of it. <laughs> as far the as the first time oh, we were like down for the count after we went we were all so exhausted and this time it was like just a no. couple hours out of our day and we did a lot of other things that same day you know yeah i think <laughs> it's a different bins, mentality totally i think in like the bins episode we recorded we were like yeah only go to the bins if you have like a full day like yeah don't try to squeeze it in but i think if you get more and more comfortable with it and you can especially if you can nail the schedule which we just really got lucky with that. We weren't yeah. really sure what time the bins were rotating. But if you go more regularly and you know which time they're switching over to the new bins, that was like a game changer to not have to just be standing there and waiting around and all of that. Yeah. I feel like that's equally as draining as actually shopping in the bins. <laughs> For sure. And we found out, so I know we talked about they had like the back room section of the bins that we were like, never go in. It's horrible, scary. <laughs> This time, even that didn't, I mean, it was still was a little chaotic back there, I'm not going to lie, but it seemed better than I remembered. And they actually had clothing bins back there too, which I don't remember from last time. So yeah, we found some good it things back like there. It seemed like they had more bins out, maybe just because there was more people there or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we hit up the three regular Goodwills. Um, any like standout finds? Ooh, good question. This is off topic, but like I found all these Disney VHS tapes and I don't know why I was like, I need to buy these. So (laughs) (laughs) you got how many were there? I think I got 17 of them. They're like all the classic Disney VHS tapes. I like I'm pretty sure we like our dad has them at our house and like our mom has them at her house, too, like from when we were growing up. And I'm like, I just like. It was just, like, such a nice, complete set they had. And I'm, like, I just feel like I want to have these in my house. Like, when I have kids someday, like, I just want to have these. So yeah, um, a bunch of them were on the 50% off color tag. And they had, like, 17 of, like, the classic movies. Like, so I ended up paying, I think, $9 after my coupon. <laughs> Do I have That's a VCR? So no. But <laughs> we're working on it. We're working on it. Sure, we could find one at the bins. Oh yeah, for sure. I think some of the like standout items I got at the Goodwills were a lot of like vintage jeans. Randomly, I got a couple oh my pairs gosh. of LEI jeans. What? I was just gonna say you have to tell about the embroidered pair. Oh yeah, I got these embroidered jeans at the bins and they're so cute high-waisted like cropped with embroidery on the side and like no brand or anything but I bought them 
probably for like a dollar at the bins and they sold like right away i was planning to like wear them out to dinner one of the night <laughs> yeah and they sold before the dinner <laughs> they sold before the dinner so i'm like well probably You're probably like, shouldn't what if i spill yeah i know i'm like yeah. I, could I would be way too scared of spilling yeah but they but. sold for $30. So that was exciting. Yeah, a lot more like vintage on this trip than I normally get. I mean, by that, I mean just a few pieces, but um, definitely a, something fun to get into a little bit too. Yeah, definitely. I know. I think we found like a few just bread and butter free people. We found some Madewell oh, jeans. Yeah. Um, Oh, I found this anthropology sweater that I was really excited about because on the trip I was wearing a sweater that looked kind of like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like a cream sweater with like, some, like some detail fringe. at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I found it's like, it's friends. We could twin. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to twin with Maddie, it's listed on her Poshmark closet. Feel free to check yes. it out. And then we also hit up the Play-Dohs here. They were not running a clearance sale, so – um. We missed out on like the excellent, excellent pricing, but I feel like we still found some really good things there. I picked up a pair of pants that are it's my first time buying them, but Maddie's had some success with the brand Wilfred, which I believe is yes. a sub brand of like Aritzia. Yeah. And yeah, so I found some like cream denim. They have like a front seam, kind of like a baggy straight leg, high waisted tan pair of jeans. Perfect for summer. I know someone was asking for measurements on them, so I'm oh. hoping they can they'll sell. Um, yes. But that was new brand to me. I feel like we found a lot of Princess Polly at Play-Dohs this time around. Yeah, I found a few bodysuits that are Princess Polly, which is like my new fave to get at Play-Dohs. I feel like they buy it a lot and they don't mark it up too much. Um, and, and you can sell for a good flip on Posh. Yeah. One of them sold while I was there, too, so that was exciting. Yeah, that was just, like, an overall exciting thing, too. You and Macy both had sales that we were we were able to ship out, like, from Phoenix before you guys went home, so. Yeah. That's just the sign of a good sourcing trip. For sure. Get them out the door before you're even back in town. It's like they never <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we spent a lot of time working on our posh marks. We kind of got hooked on the show survivor and to say the least (laughs) and we kind of realized it's like the perfect show to watch while you're listing your stuff or doing something else because you really only have to be like focused on the screen during the challenges otherwise it's mostly like verbal um, people having conversations and stuff so we spend a lot of time doing that, getting the listings going, sharing our closets, stuff like that while we were there too. But we did try to take a couple days like fully off Poshmark, not looking at our phones. One of them being a water park day, which like you really can't have your phone on. So that yeah, was kind that of a nice so mix of like working on Posh a lot some days and then some days Taking the night off and we hit up the stand-up comedy club. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We were in the pool like nonstop. It was like 100 degree weather here all week. So we had to cool off somehow. Yeah. We weirdly got addicted to um, our breakfast of choice every morning. Don't know if you've heard of this, but we call it egg in a hole, which is when you (laughs) use a cup to cut a hole into a piece of bread and then you like toast it on a pan and crack an egg like within the hole. 
yeah very good <laughs> recommend if you haven't had one in a while yeah. definitely <laughs> but yeah overall like such a fun trip um like I'm so sad you guys left please come back oh and I, sure. I'm dying to come to see you in Texas because I feel like the thrifting is just gonna be like it's gonna be so fun yeah it's just so much to, to do out. yeah yeah I've barely scratched the surface too so it'll be fun to yeah someone. yeah definitely so as far as for your trip like planning to come to phoenix is there anything special that you did to like gear up for your trip as far as poshmark or how you handle like putting your closet on vacation mode like tell me about the process yeah so i think i've talked about this before but i just like hate having a death pile of things that i've bought but haven't listed yet so before I left, I like made sure to list everything that I have here, like photograph everything, put everything away, like be in a good spot. Cause I just knew I'd be coming back with a lot of stuff. Yes. And then also I was like down to the wire on the shipping too. I just really wanted to maximize my sales before I left. So I went to the post office, like, couple hours before our flight boxing up the last sales and then since I was gone for I think eight days total I had to turn off my closet for the first couple of days just because you have to ship on Poshmark within five business days of when you make the sale so I had to make sure I was within that window Luckily, Memorial Day really helped me out because it's like one less gave me business another, day. Yeah, <laughs> gave me another freebie. So I didn't have to turn my closet off for too long, which is nice. So yeah, just being kind of aware of that. Also, I'm sure if you've listened before, you've heard me talk about the suitcase of it all. I think just, even Bjorn talked about it on our last yeah. episode. <laughs> but really... Infamous at this point. Yeah. My big advice, if you're going on a trip and you want to be sourcing a lot while you're there, is to just plan ahead and plan as if you're not going to sell anything while you're there, which like might seem negative, but I just never want to be... like. Luckily, say I bought too much, like you could just have it or you know what I mean? You could ship <laughs> it out for me. Like I have a backup plan, but I just never want to be in a situation where you're like scrambling of like what to do with the stuff. And, and even like you, you brought your, so you like, if this is your first time ever listening, <laughs> Maddie brings her, she packs her own clothes in a carry on bag. And then she puts the carry on full of her actual stuff inside an empty, large suitcase. That way when she gets here, she can fill up the large empty suitcase with anything she sources. Yes. And like the suitcase fills up faster than you think. Yeah. I got like a lot of sweaters. And, Especially like, if you hit the bins up. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, some of those bulky items like take up a lot of room. So it's kind of a good measure too of like okay I can't source anymore because the suitcase is full or something like that but also on the flip side it it does kind of put the pressure on to like fill up the suitcase you know because I brought it but I would that would be my advice too is to not just buy things because no I feel like that's good advice because it's like I feel like it's almost better. It's easier sourcing. It's easier to make good business decisions when you're sourcing in a different city because you do have space constraints on like what you're actually able to bring back. Yeah. And like you're with, with a friend or something that can kind of help you, you know, like none of us want to sign off on being like, yeah, buy that. And then it's like a total flop. So it's like, 
yeah. end up making, I feel like at home you could buy like, or, or even like here, if I was outsourcing by myself, I'd probably pick up one or two things that are like maybe I shouldn't have. And maybe if you guys were here, I would have cut. So that does help. Like you have to think smart the whole time about like what is worth yes. traveling home in my suitcase with and what's actually yes. worth the time and money and, you know, all of that. Exactly. Checking a bag. Exactly. If you were going on like a road trip, that probably wouldn't be potentially as big of a like true if you had space in your car you might be able to fill up the trunk or something (laughs) yeah (laughs) true we might need to try a road trip one of these times true i know you were saying you want to bring your dog next time so that might come into play (sighs) fill up the ford escape (laughs) oh no plenty of space (laughs) that would be when we do the um palette (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh my gosh so you have a big trip coming up in just a couple of weeks here. I know. So I, like I said, now I'm full-time on Posh. So that gives me a lot more flexibility with my schedule. And as we've mentioned in previous podcasts, we're both originally from Wisconsin. So I haven't been home to Wisconsin since like pre-pandemic. And we have a lot of family there. My husband's family is also from Wisconsin. So that's been like high priority for the summer is to plan a trip back. And then we have one of my best friends is getting married this summer too. So she has her bachelorette party and then her wedding. So I decided that I'm just going to go back for her bachelorette party at the end of June and then stay all the way through her wedding, which is like midway through July. So I'll be home for like three weeks in Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, So it's a big trip. I've never been on a the only time I've been on away from home that long was for like work trips in the past so like this is like totally different to like have more trip that's just like for fun for visiting family but then also trying to balance my posh into everything yeah um since I don't want to like totally take off like put my closet on vacation mode for three weeks I want to try to do it as smart as possible where I'm still able to work on it the best I can but yeah so I have that huge length of time I'm going to be gone for like, it's like, I think technically like three weeks and three days. <laughs> <laughs> so the groundwork needs to start being laid now as far as June getting prepared for that. Yeah. Um, so kind of a little more behind the scenes, my husband, Rick, who you met in the last episode, he is, he's not going to be coming the whole time. Um, but he'll be coming for the last week of the trip so we can see some of his family too and then head to the wedding. And so up until he comes back around like July 10th or 11th, he'll be handling all my shipping. <laughs> so yes. I'm, I'm able to leave my closet on from the end of June, like through that like first part of the trip in July. I'm trying to think like as far as my goals for June to get prepared, like one big thing, like I mentioned, I've been focusing in on cross listing. I think that's like a really smart thing I can do this month is try to get my, I would ideally like to get my entire closet on all four platforms just to yeah. have some different streams of income coming in because in case I'm not able to like be as consistent with sharing on Poshmark or, you know, if I let other things slide that at least is like opening up my listings to new people anyway, just by being on multiple platforms. Other than that, I mean, I'm planning to 
source like crazy in June. So that way I'm able to have some listings either scheduled or drafted that I can post um, during the first part of my trip. And then probably I'll do a similar thing to what you did when you came to Arizona, where when my husband does fly out to Wisconsin to meet me, I will turn my closet on vacation mode for a few days. And then when I'm within like five business days of returning from our trip, then I'll turn it back on. So hopefully I'll only have to have it off for like a couple days. Yeah. And if you can do the drafts or the dropping soon, like you were doing in May, I feel like you'll still be able to have like a pretty normal month, you know? That's my goal is to be able that I won't miss, like take too big of a hit to my sales with everything. I think like the biggest thing is going to be sourcing uh, like we talked about, we went to the bins again with us three this last week and it is a little bit, we're getting more comfortable at the bins. And I think that might be a way I can get a lot of new inventory for a pretty low cost up front. Um, so I kind of think I might want to go to the bins like one or two more times in June here, just to try to beef up my listings yeah. for when I'm gone. And then just making sure I'm super organized with my inventory storage because Rick will be shipping out for me (laughs) and I want to keep it as easy for him as possible. So it's not like any extra stress on him. And also just so like, I know that everything's in a good place. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. As, As far as when I'm on the trip, like I might pop into a thrift store here or there, but like the primary focus on the trip is like visiting family. So I'm hoping I, I'm not and really family that's like not on Poshmark so it's not like yeah 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 <laughs> it's different and I mean and just like some of the I'm not going to be like in any like huge city at any point during this trip it's all pretty much like our hometown that's pretty small um yeah. and then like you know like my my husband's like family I uh, like there's probably only like three thrift stores total that will be like I'll be close to at any point during this trip so sourcing is not really a big focus of the trip, but I do want to make sure that I'm like, I think if you listened a few weeks ago, we talked about how I was working on relisting and copying my old listings that were more than 60 days. And I did that at the beginning of May. So at the beginning of July, those are all going to be coming due again to relist Perfect. the ones that still haven't sold. <laughs> so I will have that to work on. I'm going to just be sharing my closet, but yeah, it's going to look a little different. Poshing from the, from like while you're away for that long I've never done before so (laughs) yeah that'll be exciting yeah you'll have to figure out how the shipping schedule is going to work into Rick's schedule and like the frequency if it if it's better to do a couple every day to just get the hang of it or wait till there's a lot to ship, you know, whatever. I know. I know we talked about it a little on the last episode, but um, yeah, I'm lucky. He's super like willing to help out and pitch in with it. I think he's kind of excited. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, like, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't know too much about women's clothing. So <laughs> I, I think the first few times we'll like definitely FaceTime, but I'm sure we'll be FaceTiming like a lot anyway. So yeah that'll just be a fun activity to kind of talk about <laughs> while we're FaceTiming. And yeah. I know he can do it. He can handle it. Um, yeah. Hopefully a lot of stuff sells and it will be a little confusing. <laughs> That'd be best case scenario. True. Um, but either, either way, I, I'm like so excited to see our family. I, like I said, I haven't been home in a long time 
And we have like a new niece on Rick's side that's been born in the last few months that we haven't met. We have like my, my, one of my good friends, like she had a baby last year during everything. So I haven't met him yet either. So I'm really excited to still keep Posh moving and grooving somehow. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm like trying to think, do you have any tips? I feel like, like, like I said, we both started our Posh Marks last year during May. And really, I haven't traveled at all since starting Poshmark, to be honest, besides like a weekend Hmm. trip here or there. I went to Colorado and Dallas before I moved here for like a week each, or I went to Dallas for two weeks. I think just like finding the balance is the main thing where you want to obviously keep the posh going, but also like, like you were saying, like the focus is to do something else. It's to like see family in this case. So So, like, you don't want to put the pressure on yourself too much to try to do everything, and then you end up not even enjoying the trip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, these next couple weeks are pretty much, like, we don't have a lot planned at home here. So, I'm hoping that I can get a lot of the groundwork laid, and that way I can basically kind of be off besides sharing my closet and sending offers while I'm there and checking in on my shipping department at home. (laughs) I think the big thing for you is to just make sure you take pictures of everything before you leave like to oh are you judging my death pile no i'm saying to not even put (laughs) the pressure on like doing the dropping soon but like i just at least have the things ready so you true because i can always list a few you know yeah hanging out at our mom's house or whatever in the morning as long as i have the photographs taken definitely and like i've been really looking forward to this trip especially this is like my first trip having Poshmark be like my full-time yeah. job. And like in the past, like I've mentioned, I worked retail as a manager and it was really hard to get holidays off. I know it's only like 4th of July and stuff, but it's like, I am excited to have, like, I've, I can't think of the last time where I had like a full week stretch to really like spend yeah. time with family. So that really is my focus. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, if you guys have any tips about what you do when you go on vacation, definitely let us know. We're looking for all the life hacks because I'm saying I'm not going to source, but like I'm probably going to source. <laughs> you for sure will. <laughs> yeah, I'm dying to know other resellers how much you source when you're when on you're a trip. Town. Yeah. Every trip I've been on since I've gone to at least a few. So even when I'm not planning to. <laughs> I'm flying into Minneapolis, so I might need a quick swing through a few stops (laughs) at some point. So we'll see about that. Yeah, but that's kind of it as far as recapping our our last trip Maddie had and sharing some of our plans for trips this summer and how we kind of handle travel with Poshmark. I know everyone does it differently, but that brings us finally. I know we've left you hanging (laughs) for the last two episodes about our goals update Update. where did we end may we're recording this on june 7th so we already have a week in yes although i can't even believe that because i thought it was like june 1st like all day today (laughs) (laughs) so first things first we want to update on where we did end may i know in our last episode we recorded on the last day of may we were joking about you know, we had a little glimmer of hope to make the it last still. Push. <laughs> <laughs> but now our fates are sealed. Where do we end up? Where did you end the month of May? So my goal was $1,246 in gross sales for the month. I ended the month at 
$11.94. Like, so close. One more pair of Madewells. Seriously. So, honestly, I'm counting that as a win. Like, that's really close. We sell things for, like, at the $50 price point pretty regularly now. So, that could be just one item, like you were saying. So, I'm really proud of that, especially... I had a couple surprise sales at the end of the month. I thought you were going to make it at the end when you woke up on the 31st and like, it was like every hour there was a new sale. I'm like, she's got this. Yeah. So that was really exciting. Yeah. And 330 of that was actually Mercari sales. So that was really cool to see the like diversification. Some of that cross listing paying off. Definitely want to do more of that this next month. My second goal was about going to thrift stores, kind of seeing different thrift stores in Dallas as I'm kind of getting used to the area, which I think I've done a pretty good job on this last, ever since we last updated, I was in Phoenix. So, and as we said, we went to a lot of places. So I think I reached that goal. I'm going to keep trying new places in Dallas here, even though it's not going to be like a formal goal anymore. Yeah, just keep checking out new areas. Yeah. How about you? How was the May goals? <sighs> Fell a little short once again with my $3,000 <laughs> goal. Um, I ended at $2,490. I feel like the month got off to a strong start and then the last yeah. half. I don't want to blame you, but no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, my That's sales funny. just slowed down and yeah, I ended at the 2490 so about $500 away which isn't horrible I mean that's still one of my better months I think hearing that you made 300 of your $1200 on Mercari 30 oh sorry sorry <laughs> don't mean to short change you um <laughs> that gives me inspiration to get the rest of my closet cross-listed onto multiple platforms because if yeah. I could make like a percentage of my sales from one of those other platforms, that might be what pushes me into the 3000s here. I either need to beef up my closet a lot, which I don't know that I really have the space for, or I need to kind of look to cross-listing a lot more. And I think cross-listing, that's always been something where I've been like intimidated by it, or I feel like it's like more work than it is, but it's like you already own all the items and you already have Mm -hmm. all the pictures of the items and you already have the description written. So that's an easy thing to do to get more eyes on all of your inventory. So like I said, I've been working on that the last day and that's a big goal of mine for June is to have my whole closet cross-listed onto eBay, Mercari and Depop. What was your second goal for May? The relisting? Oh yeah. That was, that just seems so long ago, but yes, my, <laughs> my goal for May was to have my whole closet up to date as far as 60 days or uh, yeah. newer. And I did complete that goal. But that's something for June too. I, I know I don't have as many. I think I am still pretty caught up, but I'm sure there are a few things that have now expired. So taking a second look at that again. And then, yeah, but like as far as May, I, I did make that goal. I just didn't make the sales goal. <laughs> <laughs> as far as June, what are you looking to make? So for June, I'm just kind of pretending I made my May goal. <laughs> I love that. I make close. it till you make it. Yeah, we're just going to like on to the next. I am going to set my goal for 1500 in gross sales for June. Woo-hoo! So 
few hundred dollars more than May, but I think I can do it kind of off to a good start so far. The like sales while I was in Phoenix and like shipping out the items from my inventory here when I got back. I'm already at 414 for the month. Um, we're about one week in. So I'm feeling I'm feeling Good. like I can hit that goal, especially we've said this now a few times, but <laughs> my goal too is gonna be about cross listing. I totally agree that it definitely helps boost your numbers. I think I'm gonna more focus on Mercari at this point, just since that's what I'm like most comfortable with getting pretty much everything in my closet over there. I know I have a lot of listings on there already, but I know I've missed some kind of along the way that I could get over there. How about you for June goals? Well, my goal is again to make $3,000. Yes. But I'm off, to, I'm off to a horrible, horrible start. I'm only at <laughs> $239 right now. <laughs> um yeah so not projecting to make it at all and then my trip starts at the end of june so these next like two and a half weeks i gotta be on my a game i need to get a lot of new listings up i need to be active sharing i'm gonna do all my cross listing so i'm not sure i'm like even as i'm saying my goal is three thousand i'm like already being like i'm probably gonna only make 2500 again but (laughs) um i think the cross listing is gonna make a big difference I really do. I hope so. I see. I feel like I haven't ever like seen it pay off yet. So I'm still skeptical. But in theory, it makes sense to me that it should work. I, you know, I have some higher priced items listed on my closet now. So if a few of those could sell, that would be excellent news for me. Um, Yeah. It'd be so fun for you to come back in July and like Rick had shipped out a lot of stuff while you were gone. And the, and the posh room is a little bit bear you know <laughs> I know that would be excellent I know I'm like maybe I'll run a fourth of July sale or something Ooh. I know in the last episode I was saying I might do a memorial day sale um just a follow-up I never did <laughs> so yeah Could have been I think... the make or break <laughs> just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I know I've heard other like especially like full-time resellers you know have like listing goals of like new items going up every day and you know trying to have a lot more routine yeah so I think I've had weeks where I've been really like diligent on that kind of stuff but I've also been just like loving the full-time life of having a lot more freedom so I think I got to find that balance (laughs) of yeah you know still making sure that I'm doing everything that I can be doing now that this is my full-time project here to get the best results so It's still early in June. I'm not giving up yet, but I would feel really proud if I had my whole closet cross-listed all four. I feel like that would make me feel like a real full-time reseller. You know what I mean? It's like you're doing everything you can to sell the items that you already have. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. We'll see what June holds for both of us. But (laughs) other than that, that's really all we have for this episode. If you liked it, please feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We've been loving reading the reviews lately, and it really helps us when you guys give us five stars and tell your friends about our podcast. Also, if you have a question you would like us to read on the air and talk about, you can email us at sisterswhoposh at gmail.com or message us on Instagram. We are at sisterswhoposh. Yes, we love hearing from you, so definitely reach out.
But other than that, we will talk to you guys next week. We have been brainstorming some new episodes that we're super excited about. We haven't gone over like what's in our pipeline in a while. So maybe we could just give a little teaser. Ooh. So in our pipeline, we will be talking about closet clear out again. It's just such a good way for us to make sales. We feel like it's a good topic to revisit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of go over with everyone again. That's probably something we get questions on the most often. And also we, we touched on it in, I think one of our early episodes, but we've come a long way since then. So we definitely want to revisit that topic. Oh, we are going to be interviewing another one of our sisters in an upcoming episode. Yes. Um, She also started a Poshmark closet this summer. She is 19 and she is doing Poshmark as like a little summer job. So we want to hear from her, get her perspective. So yeah, we will be back next week with another episode. Until then, love you, Tay. Love you too. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.